I'm no longer bound, I'm no longer chained, I'm no longer captive, no longer restrained. Delivered, set free, and free to be me. Let me introduce myself. Welcome, everybody, to Be the Light. This is Pastor Zachary Robinson, and in this show, I had a chance to interview Reagan Adams, and we talked about moving by faith. Has there ever been a time where you had to move by faith? Reagan and I talked about her moving from one state to the next and how God directed her every step of the way. And so tune in because this is a show you don't want to miss. My name is Frida. Frida. Welcome everybody to Be The Light. I have a special guest on today. Her name is Ms. Reagan Adams. Hello, Ms. Reagan. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am good. Mm-hmm. And so I want to talk about today, we're going to talk about faith and how God moved some miracles and just kind of like shifted some things for Miss Reagan um, to be able to move to a certain place where she's at today. And I was literally on YouTube and her message came up and I was like, well, actually, no, that's a lie. I was actually, my husband sent me this message because I'd be on YouTube all the time, you know, you forget. Okay. <laughs> but I was on you. Um, my husband was on YouTube and he sent me um, one of these, one of the messages. And I'm not going to lie. I was at a point where I was like, look, babe, I don't want to hear nothing else. I don't want to hear another testimony. I don't want to hear another faith journey. Like I literally, I just want to just sit and feel what I'm feeling right now. Like, I just feel like I have to just throw in the towel. That's really what I was feeling like. And he's like, you really need to listen to her message. You should really listen to her message. And I was like, okay, I'm going to listen. But I I listened, but then I was skimming. Like, you know how, like, you just like, okay, I'm going to do it. But I'm kind of like rebellious, rebellious (laughs) doing it. So I'm like, yeah. And I'm like hearing bits and parts. I'm like, dang, you know, like her story really lines up with um, some of the things that I've encountered and and went through and going through. And so I said, okay. So then he, he contacted me back and I was like, yeah, I heard some of it. I skimmed through. I listened to about the first 30 minutes and then, you know, he was like, no, you need to go back and you need to listen to the entire video. I said, okay, I'm going to go back and I'm not going to act like I just said, okay, it was a little bit of fight between there, but I said, I'm going to go back and listen. And when I listened, I was like, wow, like she have one amazing testimony to tell because there's a lot of people where God is in position of moving them and God is in position of elevating people. But a lot of times we, because of what we see, because of what we feel, because of the moving pieces, we don't see quite moving, we get stuck. And so I want you to share, however God wants you to share it. I want you to share your testimony on what was that like for you when God told you you're getting ready to pick up and go. Um, it was actually a process. Um, so let me see where I can start. So I was um, married for 14 years. And through the process of the marriage, uh, I started a business called Putting Me First. And so what that is, uh, it is for women to uh, go and take a weekend to relax and pour into themselves because what God showed me when I had gone on a trip with one of my friends at that time I think I had been married for like five or six years and we had a child together have a child together and that was the first time I was away from them for like the five or six years and I could not sleep and God started dealing with me saying like this should not be but you're not the only woman that's going through this um 
So what uh, tends to happen sometimes is when we get married or we get in relationships or have children, we pour into them uh, and we forget what God has instilled in us to do because we're still responsible uh, to carry out the gifts that he's put in us. And so I started with that business uh, again, married, going through all of that and then just kind of fast forwarding. My husband went to prison at the time. And so I had to, like, I almost lost everything. Like, I literally almost lost everything. Uh, but then God started revealing, you know, different ways to uh, go throughout my business and getting serious about my business. Uh, and during the process of my husband being gone, I started learning more who God said I was, what he wanted me to do with my life uh, and my ministry. So I was like, OK. And so I'm asking my husband, like, OK, so what are you doing? Because God had given me a dream saying, hey, he's getting ready to get out of prison early because uh, this is during COVID time. He said, I'm getting ready to release him from prison. So I'm like, OK, let me have a conversation with him. I said, hey, you know, what are you going to do with your life? What's your plan? Because at this time he had been gone for like four and a half years. Right. And he was like, hey, I'm just going to basically in short, go back to doing what I was doing. And I was like, yeah, that doesn't fit. So <laughs> I let him come back home. Uh, and I waited till he got home. And then we, you know, I filed for a divorce. And seven months later, I found him dead on the floor. Hmm. Um, what that ended up doing like in between that time of my business, I was traveling. So I was traveling, putting me first to different states and hosting events. And I came to Houston. That was one of the stops. And I don't know why that was impressed upon me because I had never been to Houston, uh, but it was impressed upon me to go look at Dallas and go look at Houston. I saw Dallas and I was like, eh, little stuffy for me it's cute but no and i'm not like this big extravagant person i'm my friends call me kind of like granny so dallas would seem to be the place but it wasn't then i came to houston the following weekend and i was like this is the place so in my brain at first i wasn't necessarily thinking like i'm moving here this is in 2019 uh my thought process was when i was working with the hotel downtown uh, the manager was basically giving me the run of the mill of the hotel. Like it was in the Galleria area, which is the upscale area of Houston. It's got mm -hmm. the largest mall in Houston. It's name brand, you name it, it's there. Uh, the hotel I wanted to stay at and host my event was directly across the street. So you can really just walk. The parking is expensive. Like everything about this hotel was expensive. She literally gave me the run of the mill for the weekend for like $150. Wow. Threw in free food, gave me free rooms for myself and my team, marked the price of the hotel down. Like it it was like unheard of favor. So I had never seen it. Seeing, you were basically seeing guys hand moving in the situation already. Right. And I was just like, mm. and I asked her, I said, why are you doing this? She said, in Houston, we believe in diversity and inclusion, you know, and you are a double minority. You're a woman, you're a black woman, you're a woman, and then you're black. So that's a double minority. Now, I always knew that. But in business, nobody ever talks about that. And so she said, all we ask is that you tell people what we've done for you so we can gain business. Well, honey, listen, if you're giving me all of this stuff for free, absolutely. But what ended up happening is shortly after COVID came. So God gave me a glimpse of it, but it was like not time. So I was like, dang, like I really want to do this event. So anyway, fast forward, uh, COVID came, husband came home, he passed away. Uh, and God, I had two rental houses. Oh, I had a, a main house and then I had a rental. I want to ask you a question real quick. Because okay. um, I know like during this whole time, you, you got your event going and then your, your husband passed. Like, did that slow you down? Because, you no. know, obviously we have a lot of people that loses 
spouses and you said it didn't slow you down. Okay. Did it increase no. your faith any? Like, did it uh, take any toll? It did. It did. Well, let me tell you something. First of all, if I can step back a little bit, we had no business getting married. Let's start there. Okay. So <laughs> that, if we keep that in mind, once yes. he left, I really believe God removed him for both of us. He okay. removed him from the home for both of us because God, like I really, to be honest, and I talk about and we'll talk about this at another time. I made my husband my God. Yes. So when I say that, I mean, like I was still in church, I've saved. But when there was a financial decision or, you know, anything, I always turned to my husband, look at my husband. God is like, you took me totally out of the equation. So once my husband left at the time, I was six figures in debt because he paid 90 percent of the bills. And I'm like, you know, my husband used to let me keep my money. I had 16 card, like credit card. Everything was maxed. Like it was a mess. So mm -hmm. it was like God was like, let me let's let's get th some things in order yeah. and let's look at some things. And I need you to focus on me and focus on what I have for you. So it grew my faith because what ended up happening is those four and a half years, all of my debt was clear. Six yeah. figures of debt was clear. When my husband came home, I paid off everything. He, I paid off his car. I paid off my car and bought another car. Like, and I traveled more while my husband was gone than when we were, when we were together. So yeah. I saw what God could do in those four and a half years. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And now at this time I had purpose that I hadn't had when I was married. Yeah, so I was yeah. just saying, basically, you have to have purpose before you attach to anybody because he doesn't have anything to support. You don't know why you're here and you're not here just for you. You're here for other people. Yeah, so back back on something that you said, because um, a lot of times, like why I, like for me, myself, I, I lost myself, too, when I because I got married, I'm married twice. OK, I have an ex-husband and then I have my husband now, which praise God's a man of God. So it's completely different. Yeah. <laughs> so there is light on the other side. Yeah. But but I will tell you, I lost myself as well from what I liked, from who I was to because it's like I was trying to please this person and I didn't even have a relationship with God like I knew I knew who God was I went to church just as if I went to work it was like something that I did because it was something that I was taught and then um when I went through the divorce process it was one of them things where I didn't know who I was um I, I didn't know my purpose I didn't know who I was I was I started doing things that I shouldn't have done but you know we don't hear it that often like like for you you're like it actually kind of helped me, you know, basically in a sense, it, it created your purpose. It gave you a way to, to put God back into the equation of where he was missing. And so um, moving on from that, how did like people around you take to your change? I did not talk about them because God told me not to. Hmm. You know, there's a scripture about, you know, the prophet not being wanted in his own hometown. And I did all I could do in my city. Like it just, it was it. And I know that because I traveled so much with my business, I didn't start my business in Tennessee. I started it in Atlanta and, and moved it to the you know larger states. And I knew that God wanted me to have a larger ministry than just in my city. Uh, so, you know, you know how it's kind of like crabs in a barrel, you know, when somebody finds out you're doing something, oh, they're not going to do nothing, you know, Reagan just come. Woo -woo. So God was just like, just move under the radar. But he told me he was going to move me by August. And I was like, Lord, it's April. Like what? <laughs> I got a whole job. But at the time we were still working, you know, from home. Uh, and so 
it was just a lot of stuff going on. So I'm like, four months, that's a lot. You know, my, you know, my ex-husband had just passed, not just passed, but, you know, a few months prior and, you know, stuff started going wrong with my house. And it was almost like he was pushing me out. Like, once you leave here, you got to go. So I'm just like, I, I feel like I don't have a choice. <laughs> like, you know, I was thinking, well, maybe if I sell my house, I can move in with my mom. And I was just like, I don't want to do that. And then the castle, it was just a lot of stuff going on. And he was basically like every turn it was Texas. I'm seeing license plates. And then I'm like, okay, Lord, where in Texas? And, you know, just going through all the process. And then the people, once I did, I'm going to tell you when I told everybody. Was almost, it was almost time for me to leave. Like my house, I put my house on the market. When I put my house on the market, I knew it was real then. Wow. And um, I told my core friends, but I didn't tell every everybody, just my core. I actually lost a friendship behind that. Uh, that's a whole nother situation. But it's cool because what I know about elevation is God can't bless you sometimes with certain people attached to you. He's got true. to get rid of them because uh, you'll want to take everybody with you. Like, oh, that's my girl. She was with me. Whoop, whoop. But they're not ready for the blessing. You know what I mean? And they can't handle that. Uh, so I did lose a friendship in the process. Um, that and also um, you got to be careful who you tell people um, things, especially when guys moving because their words can like really speak a lot of volume. Like right. says that, you know, life and death come out of the, it's, it's the power of the tongue. You either speak life over a situation or death. And if you're speaking life and you got the enemy, you know, someone being used by the enemy, like, not saying that it's going to stop God's plans because what God had for you is for you, but you don't need that, that negative vibe mm -hmm. from anybody. And, and I, I literally, I, I mean, it was a big move of, move of faith because I sold both of my houses. So it's like, once that money is gone, what are we doing? Like, I don't have anything to file back on. And then I'm moving 14 hours away where I don't have really anybody. So it was a big, big move. And then I'm like, Lord, you're doing this in four months. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I'm like, so where am I going? But I'm telling you, he was so like during this move. I have never heard God as clear as I have. Like I, what I do now, even for a job, because he told me to quit my job. We'll talk about that later. I was there for 16 years. Uh, I quit my job and started working DoorDash and Uber. But what start, he started me doing that in April when he told me it was time to leave. What I found is I was making more money doing that part time than I was at my job for 16 years. And I have a degree. So that let me be able to quit. Then when I was like, Lord, where do you want me to move? Because I know you told me Houston, but where in Houston? Because there's a million places like <laughs> there's like a two hour radius of different places that still called Houston. Where do you want me to go? And he told I went to do a, a drop for DoorDash. This was this blew my mind. I went to do a drop for DoorDash. First, he gave me the school for my daughter on YouTube. That's a whole nother conversation. But I went to do a drop at McDonald's and there was an older man talking to a younger guy and the older man was just, they were just making random conversation because they didn't know each other. And the older man was like, so, hey, where are you from? And he said, uh, I'm from Houston, Texas. And I'm like, okay, here I am in Knoxville, you know, and God is, you know, because I asked him, I kept asking, where do you want me to go? And so the guy was like, so, uh, yeah, and he couldn't hear. He said, so where in Houston are you from? And he said the exact city 
that is where my daughter goes to school and where I was looking at a place to live. And I was just like, now out of all the places, like he was very like, I want you to be here. I want you to be, you know what I'm saying? So nobody can really tell me that this was not the move for me because God was just so like specific. Like he got me the answers that I needed and a week, like I didn't even have a place to stay before I came a week before I was supposed to leave. How was that for you knowing that you have to be, you got to be moved out by a certain date. Don't have a place to stay. You're still waiting on some doors to open. Can you talk about that? Like the experience of your emotions. And because I also, when I was listening to your video, you're a planner. You like to kind of plan and make sure you have everything mapped out. Like it didn't go according to your plans. I'm, I'm assuming. No, first of all, I did not want to live in an apartment. Okay. I didn't. Um, I was like, Lord, I've been in a house for years. I haven't been in an apartment since college. Like, what are we doing? And he basically told me, like, it's just transitional. Like, I'm just, you're not going to be there for a long time. I got to do some things, but I don't want you locked into anything right now because you got, you got to get there. You got to meet people. You got to know your way. You got to do all these things. I don't want you locked into having to worry about somebody coming to cut the grass, like fixing stuff. And I don't want you worrying about that. And I'm just like, but rent is so high. He said, I'm going to take care of you. Um, what was the question? Because I get the rent rambling down the rabbit hole with this because it was just so many moving parts. It was no, so we're just quick. talking about how was like when when you literally had to make oh, the housing, the housing, yes, the housing. And how was that? It was it was stressful because I was fighting with God between a house and an apartment. Mm. So when I was looking, I immediately went to look for a rental house. And he was like, no, like the door kept getting shut and shut and shut. So it was like a week out that my house, maybe I'm going to, I'm going to say two weeks. It was two weeks out and my house was still on the market and it got, the offer got accepted. And I was like, I don't have nowhere to go. So we're two weeks. I have two weeks to find somewhere to stay. And out, God was like, go to Houston, go to Houston, take your daughter. Cause she had never been. Mm-hmm. And the pastor, I go to uh, the lighthouse uh, for Pastor Keon uh, Henderson. Uh, he was having a uh, service, a uh, 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 pastoral service where they were celebrating him. And so God said, go there and go to the service and go find an apartment. And I was just like, <laughs> there, like this area is huge. You mean you want me? And so he told me who to call. He said, call my cousin. Uh, he told me to call one of my cousins that actually live here. She's an apartment hunter. And so she, instead of using her, she gave me another person's name. I called him and he said, let me send you a list. He sends me the list. I go through the list. It has everything on it. So like the ratings, the school, it had everything. And I, for me, even when I'm going out to eat, I look at the ratings and reviews. So I took the highest one, called them and said, and this was on a Saturday and they were open. I said, Hey, can I swing by and look in an apartment? The girl was cool. She showed me the place. And I was like, yeah, it's got all the amenities. You know, we got the granite countertop. I mean, it's nice, but I'm like, ugh apartment anyway long story short um i didn't necessarily have the income for my job by itself to move but i had the money for my houses so they ended up accepting the money that was in my account which they weren't supposed to do 
They were not supposed. So I knew it was a God thing. So it took them and I had to stay on them though, because they don't answer the phone. But listen, you said I'm a planner. I don't play games like y'all going to I don't care who I need to talk to, supervisor, man. I'm emailing until you get tired of me, fix it so we can I can get out of your hair. And yeah. so um anyway, did that and I think Three days later, three, four days later, they were like, we need you to go ahead and move in in August, which was crazy because I was like, how are you doing this? Because my house hadn't sold. We were in August. My house hadn't sold to like, like it was July. And I was like, Lord, how you, what? This don't make no sense. And so they told me, they said, well, you have to move in on uh, August the 27th or 28th. And I was like, well, can you hold off? Because I still got it. And they were like, Nope. I said, can you wait till September? They were like, nope. Like, or are you going to lose the apartment because school was getting ready to start. So you have to be here. So I'm like, but God said August, you know what I'm saying? So, um, it worked out, but it wasn't in my time. That's so this whole thing was faith. Like if I could have done it, I would have been done it. But God was like, no, I'm doing it. You you do what you can do and let me do the rest. So it was it was stressful for me, not for him, but me. <laughs> I must say it's definitely um anytime we're moving out on faith, it's definitely like almost on edge, especially if you're a planner, because I'm a planner. I like to like, okay, time, dates, stamps, okay, go here, do this. It's like I literally to a T, I have to know every detail. And I know right now and I'm in a season of my life where God is making some changes and doing some things. And I'm like, okay, God, can, can I know ahead of time? Can I know, can I know? No. This? And he's just like, no, you're going to know when it's time to know. And that is hard to like, literally just say, okay, I'm going out on this limb and I don't know where I'm going. Like, but my husband, his faith is like, he's like, I've been here before. I've done this before. Um, you know, because my husband, he literally moved from Atlanta to be here where I'm at here in Tallahassee and he literally he up and left all of his stuff so for him he's just like you know hey I, I trust God and I trust the process and he knows better than I know so it's like but at the end of the day you can't write off no one else's faith you have to have your own um and so a little bit after that so you talked about how your daughter you took her and she viewed everything like what was her thoughts like how did she take to the move was it easy was it hard what was the transition for her that i was nervous about because my daughter is she she has a best friend back at home mm -hmm. and she doesn't have a lot of friends but when she has a friend like she's locked and loaded and I knew that that was it was going to be hard to leave leave what she knew because she's a child you know what I'm saying she's lost her father she lost her grandmother which was my uh husband's uh mother and they were extremely close and she lost them within a year of each other so that was a lot then we're leaving and we're going somewhere where you don't know anybody and it's just like it's just me and you and she was like, yeah, but no, because my daughter is a big city girl. She loves, I don't care what, because we traveled a lot, you know, when she was younger, she loves the city. So she was like, yeah, but I So I prayed when God told me to take her to Houston so she could see and we could have a good time. And I prayed to him. I said, Lord, talk to her because I started out with her young to have her own relationship with God. And she is also a seer and her discernment is crazy, even at 14. Like, so I said, Lord, 
talk to her the way you know how to talk to her and assure her how you know how to do it, that this is the move. Because I can tell her anything because I'm a mother. I'm going, you going, you know. Mm -hmm. So this is where the great part came in. We went to the pastor anniversary uh, celebration thing. And listen to me. The sermon, he wasn't even supposed to preach, number one, but the speaker couldn't come. The sermon he preached was the exact, listen to me. It was like I was having, I told him what was going on with me the past four months. Mm -hmm. He like, it from moving where people don't understand you. Like, it was crazy. Like the sermon was like, really? But my daughter has always been in service with me. She never really goes to like, she never went to children's church, really. She was always with me. So she loves preach like teaching. And she looked at me halfway through the sermon and she said, we have to be here. She said, God is going to do something very big for us here. And this is also our church home. I feel very comfortable. Wow. And so I haven't had any problem. I mean, not any problems because, you know, the adjustment of school and things of that nature. But she sees the bigger picture. Yeah, that's good because I have a goddaughter, um, which I'm going to be interviewing soon. And she's going to be talking about like the the struggles and like the things that teens go through as a believer. But to see that she's able to have that discernment and pick up on what God is doing. It's like, you don't have to really do too much explaining because especially for the, the kids that's out here now, man, talking about moving from to a whole nother city state. Yeah. <laughs> like, hold on. You want me to leave what I know to go somewhere? What I don't know when I'm almost done with school and I'll, I'm not sure what grade she's in. She's but, in a nine. Okay, so yeah, so she's pretty much like start had to start over with friends that she's probably already didn't grew up with. That could be tough. Um, so as as for yourself, as you moved to to do what God is asking you to do, right? What was it like once you hit Houston? What was it like for you? I knew I was home. Mm. Like, I, and I know people get tired of me because I'm like this place. It's amazing. Mm. like you they love God out loud you can go to any because I go to a lot of restaurants I'm a part of a, a I have a food blog and I'm a part of Yelp Elite and so we do a whole bunch of like events and foodies and openings and stuff like that so just going into a restaurant and seeing where they have prayer boards prayer you know jars Captain, we pray for you today we love Jesus Jesus loves you like it's scripture I, I don't care where you go God is here. It's like God got an apartment here. He lives. He literally is here. Um, the people here are different. Mm. Uh, they speak. I don't care what race, like very friendly. I I ran into one rude person last week. That's been in the eight, nine months I've been here. Like people are supportive. What it like you meet people with business, like say they have a ton of networking events here. Everybody, it seems like everybody here is in business and they have 10 businesses. You know, it's like, because as a visionary, and I know you are one too, our minds don't shut off. We have a thought for everything. We have, we, oh Lord, and the Lord will drop so much stuff on us at one time. And sometimes it's for us, sometimes it's for other people, you know, so when I come here and I see people got 10 businesses and they're all flowing in it and, and I'm like, I'm with my people, Lord, thank you finally. Cause now I don't have to explain why I'm all over the place or, or why, you know, I'm doing all these things. Um, 
That's so crazy that you said that because, man, I be having idea after idea. Yeah. I'm already finishing one book. I'm already thinking about the next two books. It's like I'm already planning it. And it's like, okay, as soon as this is out, I'm already starting on the next. Like, it don't shut off. And sometimes, mm-hmm. it's like, you got to learn to sit down and, and just not do anything. And it's like, I can't because, like, I feel like I'm, I can always find something to do. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't to sit but then God's like no you need to sit <laughs> yeah and then we're also in a season of rest I was just talking yeah. to my friend about that just resting because like do what you can do but he's not going to allow you to overexert yourself uh, I have come into situations even here recently where I've been just wanting to push and uber and making sure that I got enough money he was like look don't even worry about that like he dropped some money in my account a few weeks ago I didn't even know it was there And it just because he's like, I don't want you to worry. I do not. I'm going to meet your needs. Like, don't worry about that. And he absolutely has. Um, I was just about to ask you about that. You talked about how God was basically like moving you into a season of rest because you are always on the go. And I was going to actually expand on that some about how had that been with resting when he say rest, move when he say move. I've been hard hit. Okay. <laughs> I've been hard hit. I'm going to be honest. I was Like I said, I was talking to my friend about that and she's the same. People um, that are like, even just American society, we're used to just going and going and getting it and hustling and going and getting it and hustling. And he's like, this is not that season for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I need your total faith in me. And I have been in seasons and just here even recently last week where it's like he has allowed like a sleep to come over me where I can barely even get home. I have to go to bed. I have to go lay down. Like he's been making me tired <laughs> and where I've been like, up oh, cause I don't take naps, but he's like, go sit down, go sit down. And then when it's time for me to go and Uber and make my time, he brings in all the money that I needed. Matter of fact, last week he over exceeded it Great in time. a short amount of time. But I was still able to rest and take naps during the week, which typically I don't do. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a really big faith walk. Like everybody keeps talking about this mustard seed of faith. That don't go for us. Like you you we did the mustard seed two, three years ago. As you grow up in him, you have to trust him for bigger things. Yeah, and that's what the part people have to understand that a seed is meant to grow. It's not meant to stay a seed. It's meant yeah. to grow into something. Um, and so when it came to your childhood, um, we haven't had a chance to like really touch on your childhood. Do you did you go through anything? Did you experience anything within your your early childhood that kind of prepared you for where you're at now? Oh, absolutely. I love it. <laughs> so um, I grew up an only child, but I have two blood sisters. So I am adopted, uh, was adopted. I ended up finding my sisters at 23 and my parents are actually still together. So they live in Jacksonville. Uh, my parents that raised me, it was like a they love me, but they didn't. It wasn't the gushy love, like oh, come here, like we're hugging and we're getting kumbaya. It was none of that. It was a survival love. It was a survival love. My dad implemented in me work hard, work twice as hard. You gotta, and so I've worked all of my life, and that's where the hustle mentality come, you know, came from. But he also said, as long as you work, I'm going to provide for you. So that was instilled in me 
from a long time. And that also works with faith, like faith without works is dead. You have to do your part and God is going to provide as well. You know, he doesn't necessarily need you to, but you got to do something. Uh, but I was always a hard worker uh, and I was always used to being by myself. So when I, ne you know, I'm good at seasons of being like if God snatches somebody from me, I'm cool with that. You know, I'm comfortable with that. Uh, I also instill that into my daughter as well. Um, I had uh, bouts of like, and I talk about this a lot with uh, being molested. I was molested by two women and two men that shaped a lot of the things as far as relationships are concerned. So I started a business based out of that too. Uh, a lot of people think, well, you know, I can't find love and I can't find the right man. That's because you haven't healed the trauma back here uh with your parents or you know if you were molested or no father father not loved properly we got to go back and deal with those things uh so all of my childhood like it, it really taught me to be like i'm not like tough I got a wall up. I'm going to only let a certain amount of people in, which serves you well. But then sometimes when you need to have somebody come in, it's like you got to work on that. So I've just spent seasons of trying to soften up and know that, you know, Lord, you know, sharpen my discernment. So I know who to let in, who not to let in, um, learning how to speak the truth. I've always been the one that got the, what is it? The main that, you got the talking in class. That was mm -hmm. my thing. Uh, so I'm still that way. I've known how to curtail it a little bit, but I like transparency. I love it. I use 98% of my life is very transparent. I talk about it all the time, only because I feel like this world is used to a mask. Everything has to look good. Uh, everything has to sound good. And it's not. And if even when you're a Christian, you go through things. You're not in this life without any, you know, no trials and tribulations. And matter of fact, those things that happen to you are like kind of like a double edged sword. They do hurt. But God uses those to sharpen you to go out and help the world. And so that's what I've basically done with my life. It's turned my life into a business and everything that the enemy has tried. Uh, he's going to pay me back for it. But also that God had allowed to help other people. So we all win in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially the part when you're talking about like, just really allowing yourself to, the word that's coming to mind is like taking everything in and then using it for the good. Okay. So like, obviously like I was molested too. I went through some things as well. And people don't realize that when you go through those type of things, like, what that does for your life in the future, especially when it comes to relationships, relationships with men, how mm -hmm. you view yourself, how you, you know, how you deal with yourself, like all of that has a huge impact on your life. And, um, you know, a lot of people, they don't, they don't understand it. So they go from relationship to relationship. And then it's like, they're trying to fill these voids, trying to feel what they're missing, not realizing that, I need to deal with this issue. I need to get some inner healing. I need to get some prayer. I possibly need to get some deliverance. Just really depends on the person. And it's like, when you deal with those issues, now it's a little bit easier for God to place someone in your life. Because even myself, I made the mistake of um, 
you know, I don't regret, you know, regret anything, but I, I wish I would have gotten myself healed before getting remarried. I will say that because I brought a lot of baggage from the past relationships and past things that I've experienced um, into the new marriage. And he's taking blows that don't even belong to him. Right. You know, I literally lashing out different things. It's just like it, it wouldn't have to have to have came to that. Had and I really took time to get counsel, inner healing, and take those necessary steps before bringing someone else into my space. And so I commend anybody that actually takes time to get some healing because I know a couple of people where they've, they're going through a divorce, but they're actually taking time to heal. Um, and when it came with you, you know, because you're, you're a single mom right now, um, what is some, you know, suggestions or what does God putting on your heart right now for single moms who's looking to make a huge change, such as leaving their job, moving to another, another state, like what would be the best advice that God puts on your heart right now to tell them? <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind was just do it. Mm, just um, if God gave it to you and you know, it came from God, he's literally going to make it so sweatless that you know it's him like our move lit like even with my daughter like i said and i like i said i gave god to my daughter very early mm -hmm. so i always when i have her with me her seeing me like when i take her to events or you know and now i'm kind of training her up to start serving in the capacity like if i'm having events you need to sell t-shirts talk to the people, those type of things. So she is seeing me live my dreams. And that is taking the limits off of hers when she starts doing whatever it is God has called her to do. So your child needs to see you doing something outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. And so if God has given it to you, he's literally going to open the door for you to break it down and just break generational curses off of your family. Your child is watching you. Absolutely. Literally. And so that gets me through. Just do it. Just yep. do it. And he'll provide the way we haven't missed. Listen to me. When I get nervous about stuff like, oh, my gosh, like, Lord, you got me over here. What? How? And he was like, but Reagan, just stop and think back. If you really stop and think back over your life and look at where you are right now, you may not be like where you are. But I remember the days where I had $21 in my account and my daughter needed tennis shoes for school uh, for her PE class and they cost $13 and I needed gas and things. And we were at the food pantry. And I, I remember when I had less and I haven't missed a beat and he cleared all the debt a week before I came here. He forgave my student loans. Wow. That was another reason I was able to get into this apartment because all of that stuff was gone. When he told me to work on the small debt and I was working on that, I'm like, Lord, I still got this big debt over here. I got all that taken care of. And then whoosh, a week later, this is gone. And then here I am in the apartment. So you just got to do it and trust God because he's he's going to do it. He's going to do it. Amen. Yeah. You're tearing up like I better not be on here crying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it, it hits home just because the simple fact like when when God literally is telling you to do something and you want to know all the answers and you can't find out just to even just hear your testimony on how you just did it. And like, you know, because I've been in that position, you only got a few a few a few bucks to your name. And you got gas, you got, see, see we, I have five kids. And so it's like, this one needs that. This one needs this. Like, God, how is this all this going to work? Um, you know, but then time and time again, 
it's always on time. It may not be when we want it. Right. It's always on time. Even when God told me, um, one of the things that we share in common is that God had told me to stop working at a job that I've been at for like four and a half, almost five years, stable income. I was like, you want me to quit my job? Like, you know, this pay rent, right? Like, (laughs) you know, this pay rent, it pays our life insurance. It pays this, it pays that, like naming things. And he's just like, yeah, mm -hmm, I know. So one day I literally woke up in the middle of the night. It was like three or four o'clock and, um, you know, just got up and started praying. And I just started hearing the resign letter. I was like, hold on, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) And he's like, write this down. Here's the letter. And he literally wrote the entire resign resignation letter out to the company. And I was just blown away because I was just like, I can't believe like you're literally in you. He gave me the date. He said, October 31st is your last day. And and I've been on God's plan ever since. And now it's like he said, he told me when I left that job, which is just past October, he said, you're walking into a season of faith. And like right now I hear, do you trust me? And it's like, OK, like. Okay. <laughs> like you're you're not in control anymore. Like you can't depend on your job to bring you money. You can't depend on your job to bring you groceries and food and gas. Like you're literally depending on me now. And so I don't know who this message is for because you know we talked about it a little bit more than what I was expecting. That's why we always let God lead these um these shows because there's someone that's listening right now and it's like, man, like this is me and I'm actually in this position right now. And so I really appreciate you coming out and just sharing. And she's, this is not it. Y'all going to see her again. We're going to be on another show. So y'all going to have to stay tuned and stay looking out. I want you to tell us how can people reach you? Um, Cause you, you do, you do some um, different events, but we're going to talk about that on the next show. So if y'all want to hear about her events, y'all need to tune in to the next show, but um, how can people reach you? So I'm uh, more prevalent on Facebook and it is all things Reagan and Reagan is R E G A N. And so I have an umbrella of that is the umbrella for the other things. So I basically do women's empowerment and relationships. So I have a dating event and group called dating is dead. Who killed it? That is for married and single people. Uh, I also have putting me for well, selfish, putting me first. Uh, like I said, that still, that was the very first business that I started with uh, women's empowerment event where we take a trip and just relax and let God just pour into us so we can, he can, you know, rejuvenate our lives and we can make sure that we are walking in his purpose. And so we do a trip every year. We're going to Cabo next year and then Dubai the next year after that. Uh, So all things Reagan, uh, you'll find, you'll find me. And I'm also on IG and TikTok under the same name. All right. Perfect. And anyone who's just now tuning in and was like, man, I really wish I was was able to hear it from the beginning. All you have to do is go over to my YouTube, Zakia Robinson, and you'll be able to watch this from the beginning. Again, the YouTube is Zakia Robinson. And if you need inner healing, if you need deliverance, if you need any of that, if you just need someone to talk to, please don't um, hesitate to go over to my website, be the light.live. And I look forward to talking with you. All of my information is on there. Also, all of Ray Reagan's information is also going to be provided on the link. You can also follow her YouTube as well. And it's up under, it's, it's up under your name, right? Yes. 
Okay, and it's up under Reagan Adams. So again, thank you all for tuning in and be blessed. And we look forward to the next show. I'm no longer bound. I'm no longer chained. I'm no longer captive. No longer restrained. Delivered, set free, and free to be me. Let me introduce myself. Thank you so much for tuning in to Be The Light. If you are looking for a life coach or maybe you're looking for some inner healing, please visit BeTheLight.Live. Again, that is BeTheLight.Live. And you can also follow us on YouTube for a replay of this show at Zakia Robinson. Be blessed. My name is...